0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. Mary remained there about three months, and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Well, today is the Feast of the Assumption, and so we're actually taking a break from the Gospel of John. Um, So if you know, we've been walking through uh, the Gospel of John, the feeding of the 5,000, and we're kind of doing a... A series on that. And I think we can actually continue it today, but I'd like to do one aside first before we kind of dive in a little bit more of the connection uh, between today and uh, the bread of life, is uh, this reading today, I think, is, is one of the best examples of what we have as an argument for pro-life. Uh, the gospel, the scripture does not say exactly when life begins. Um, There's uh, no exact, you know, uh, scientific explanation within Scripture of when life begins. However, here we have a pretty good story of when Jesus' life began. Is that Mary, as soon as she got the announcement from the angel Gabriel and conceived with Jesus, she went in haste to the hill country, to Elizabeth. And when she greeted Elizabeth, which would have been about an eight days journey, what happens? Already at that moment, Jesus was clearly present within Mary's womb, fully Jesus, and that Elizabeth's uh, child, who was about six months in womb, leapt with joy. Right, and we see these personhoods being present within the womb even before birth. That their life did not begin once they entered into the world, uh, being born, but has instead became uh, started at the very moment of conception, that they were their own being within the womb, right? And so I think this is a beautiful example for us to continue to be reminded of just that personhood within the womb and how important that life is within every womb. So now uh, to continue on, uh, kind of to focus again uh, on the series, The Bread of Life, okay? So we've talked a little bit, uh, the few different um, We've talked about how the bread of life has come to give us rest, about how we need to cooperate with the bread of life, right? We need to seek the bread of life and that the bread of life is also our sustenance, right? That it gives us uh, that uh, strength to continue on this world. And today I'd like to talk about the bread of life being both body and soul, okay, for our body and soul, um, the feast of the Assumption and the Ascension, so right, those are two different ones. The Ascension, Jesus ascends because he goes up underneath his own power, so he ascends into heaven, body and soul. But we hear today, we celebrate the feast day of the Assumption of Mary. Mary does not go underneath her own power, she is not saved by herself, she is not God, but she is taken up into heaven, body and soul. Now, we don't have a scripture specifically saying that. And so that's why we didn't hear that specific scriptural verse, because there is no scriptural verse that says that Mary was assumed in heaven, body and soul. There's no explicit scriptural verse. However, there are certain points to it within Revelation, within how Mary is interacted within the gospel and with other points um, But I think one of the greatest arguments that I have for the assumption of Mary is the fact that uh, throughout the early church tradition, it was very important, important people, their bones were taken care of. That we see that where people were buried, where people were kept, there was a veneration of where they were. And we have pretty good evidence that St. Peter's bones, we have the bones of St. Peter still in Rome that they were actually uh, put into a box, wrapped up, and that it actually became a pilgrimage site that was actually put within a concrete wall, and that St. Peter's Basilica was actually built over top of it. Um, now, if St. Peter's bones are taken to that degree, if we actually have places where all the other apostles, where we actually at least uh, think that may, that they were buried and where their tomb is or where their body is, whether it's completely accurate, at least there's uh, places that are Supposed to be where that is. But what's interesting is that Mary, even though that she takes such a great role within the gospel and within the early church, there is no place that claims to have the body or the burial place of Mary. There's no place that that proposes to have it because there was an assumption that Mary was assumed into heaven, right? Uh, Within the Eastern tradition, it's sometimes called the Dormition. And so uh, there's kind of some debate about whether she fell asleep and then was assumed or whether she died. And at the moment of death, then she was brought into heaven. And uh, there are different places. There's two different places within Jerusalem that are thought to be the places in which she was either assumed or her place of Dormition, uh, where she fell asleep at the last moments of her of her earthly life before she was assumed into heaven. But uh, those traditions within the church, although not explicitly said within Scripture, again, tradition, and with what we have experienced, I think, give pretty good indication that it was that case. Now, this uh, dogmatic belief was not um, confirmed by the church until later in the church. Um, I don't have the exact date. I didn't look that up, uh, but uh, later in the church. And the reason why it was dramatically, uh declared from the Pope ex cathedra is because people were doubting it. Before, it didn't need to be proclaimed by the Pope because everyone assumed that it was true. But when it starts to get doubted, and often what happens within theological understanding is that when things are debated, that's when we come to an understanding that we didn't necessarily have before that we talk about the assumption of Mary within the early church, uh, but it's never really declared by the church because it wasn't necessary to do. However, when it becomes necessary, when there's more debate on it or other things, then the church comes in and speaks. And so uh, the Pope, ex cathedra, uh, infallibly spoke that Mary was assumed into heaven, body, and soul. And so what does that mean for us? Why is that so important? Why did the Pope think that that was so important to be able to say that? Well, for me, one of the things that as I come to a greater understanding of Catholicism, Christianity, and within Scripture, is to and, and also kind of uh, sometimes uh, my experience of kind of a, a cultural Christianity, uh, a cultural cu- Christianity or a cultural Catholicism, as opposed to uh, Catholicism or Christianity that is informed instead by God, is that there can sometimes be Uh, kind of an uncomfortableness with the physical or with the body. We're very spiritual people today, but we're not very religious. And part of that reason is, is because it's really nice to be spiritual, to think that the spirit is the only thing that matters. But what we do with our body or what happens in this world is, isn't. And that's, Easy, And that, that seems to be kind of a cultural trend in many ways. It's actually very Buddhist. Buddhist is uh, much more spiritual and, and actually, uh, well, there's a whole other uh, thing on that. But, um, but and Buddhism and kind of the spirituality is very popular within especially American culture and within kind of our modern culture. I'm spiritual but not religious. Well, it's silly because uh, no person in Jesus' time within the Roman or the Jewish would ever have that type of an understanding because there was a clear understanding that religion was spiritual, that there was a necessity of the two, that, yes, what we did with our body mattered, and that that affects our spirit and that our spirit affects our body. And within this Feast of the Assumption, I think it links in even closer of the fact that Mary, it wasn't that her body didn't matter. In fact, her body mattered so much that her body was actually brought to heaven. And why does that matter for us? Well, it matters for us because that's also true for us. When we pray the creed in the mass, I don't know whether you notice that, but we actually say at the end that we believe in the resurrection of the body. It's not just that we believe that and hope in the mercy of God that one day we might be with God in heaven in spirit alone. But we actually believe in the resurrection of the body, that we will we are not fully human without body and soul together, that when we're just our soul, we're not fully ourselves. So actually, there's a time when we die. Death is a painful experience, partly because there's a separation of the body and soul And we hope that our soul is uh, preserved until the resurrection of the body at the end of time. That we believe in this. uh, We don't know exactly how it will be. But we do believe in the glorified body and the resurrection, the unification of the whole person within that. Um, And we believe that and we say that within the creed. And Mary is the first one to experience that. Now, when we hear that Jesus was assumed into heaven, body, and soul, we can sometimes assume and just say, well, of course Jesus was, because he was the Son of God, right? He's the second person of the Trinity, so okay, he got to do it. But we're never going to get to do that, right? We aren't special enough. Well, Mary, who is also a human person, right? She was not God. She was particularly blessed, yes. But she is the first fruits and shows and points. In what we hope one day to experience. That also are we will be in heaven, not just soul, not just spiritual, but body and soul. And what does that mean for us today? It means that what we do with our body matters. Okay? It means that we can not just worship God in spirit alone, but body and soul that it matters what we do physically, and that God not only wants to maintain our body in the resurrection of the dead, but also that he interacts with our body here today for the good of our soul, that we don't just interact with God in a spiritual way, but with our whole person, which is body and soul. And for us today, when we think about the Eucharist, we can often be tempted to just think of the Eucharist, the bread of life, as just being a spiritual reality. As just something that affects us spiritually or as something that's kind of distant, that we can't really interact, that it doesn't really matter what we do with physically. But the assumption reminds us of how important the body and soul is. And with the Eucharist, That it's not just a spiritual reality, but it is also a physical reality that truly interacts with us in our full personhood as a body and soul. That again, God made us as body and soul. He assumes Mary, body and soul, and he gives us the sacraments in physical ways because our body and soul is important. And so let us continue to come to the bread of life, uh, asking Mary's intercession, right, especially on this day of this great feast day of the glorification of Mary and her rightful place at the right hand of God, uh, at the right hand of her Son, Jesus Christ, body and soul in heaven, and that we ourselves might also participate in that in a, in a veiled way, in a way that we're not able to fully communicate, but yet is still A foretaste is still a a, a small participation of that heavenly reality, which isn't just our soul, isn't just spiritual, but is body and soul, is physical and spiritual. Um, And so let us come to our uh, Christian reality, our Catholic reality, and and be formed by that uh, in our full personhood.